This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Shut up and sit down. It's our Breakfast with Ben's podcast previewing Steelers and Browns from a Cleveland perspective, as was the case the last time the Browns played the Steelers. I am pleased to be joined by Andy Baskin. Andy was great to have on the podcast. He was also on the Mark Madden show with me. You can listen to Andy, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. I worked with Andy in Columbus when I was out there. Andy, great to catch up with you again, and uh, we're ready to do this again. Steelers, Browns, what's the mood out there in Cleveland, given the Deshaun Watson news this week? Why can't we have nice things in Cleveland? That's the mood <laughs> right now. Deshaun Watson finally starts to pay dividends in the big win against the Ravens. And fans are finally turning the corner, knowing that the defense has been playing as well as as, <laughs> And we actually have a field goal kicker for the first time in forever. Um, that there was such great joy in Northeast Ohio on Sunday. And uh, then you turn things around to Wednesday, and all of a sudden you find out that, you know, Deshaun Watson had a broken bone in his arm from the game against the Ravens. And he had a high ankle sprain. So, I mean, I got to be honest, I wasn't. 100% sure he was playing this week just because of the high ankle sprain. He left at halftime before halftime was over against the Ravens, and then he left the stadium last week in Baltimore in a boot. So I did, I was concerned that he wasn't going to play anyway, and then to find out that he had to have season-ending surgery or will have season-ending surgery next week, um, it was just kind of like, oh, why can't we have nice things? So, What does this do in terms of kind of looking back at the last couple weeks of all the coverage and speculation about the extent of his injuries leading up to what we know now. 
Well, I, you know, there were critics out there saying that he wasn't very tough, that yeah, he was right. you know, weak for playing with a micro tear in his shoulder. And if you're going to tell me that he had a busted bone in his arm and went 14 for 14 against the Ravens defense on top of a high ankle sprain and had a huge run on the last drive of the game against the the Ravens, I it's hard for me to question his toughness. I mean, that's a, I, I think Kevin Stefanski called him a warrior this week. I mean, that's as tough as it gets. I can't imagine. And that he had said, hey, I want to continue to play, um, and that he had still hoped to even play this weekend. He was just like, shoot me up. Let's go. I'll go play. But doctors turned around and said, look, if you do that, um, you could just blow out your entire arm and probably never play again. So we got to make the wise choice here. And the fiscal choice, let's not forget that, in Cleveland with a guy who was making all that guaranteed money. So uh, they're hoping to have him back to start the season next year, but who knows at this point? I just know that he'll end up playing less games than these games played, and his rate per touchdown is, I don't know, $46 million a touchdown or something crazy like that. <laughs> well, people in Pittsburgh, Andy, were kind of surprised to hear that they were going with DTR instead of Walker. How about you? Um, I'm not. I, I, was, I was actually surprised that they went with Walker in the first place. Now, DTR had a really, really bad game against the Ravens, and that's what everyone was holding against him. But you put this kid – in the position of saying you're one snap away. You guys know that as well as anybody last couple of years. You're one snap away from being the starting quarterback. And that's what they set him up to be in the beginning of the season. And then all of a sudden they kind of turn their back on it. Maybe it was because they were playing San Francisco the next week, but that's the situation they were in. So um, they decided to go with Walker instead of him. And now this is where we are. They decided to go back to him this week. I'm okay with it because I think it makes the Browns a better running team. DTR can run. I mean, he, he the reason he got the job in the first place is because he's a smaller mirror image of Deshaun Watson. And we saw last year when Deshaun came in to take over for Jacoby Brissett that the offensive line just did not look in sync with Deshaun. So why not bring in another quarterback that would be in sync? And that's what they did. And that's why I think DTR is, is a better fit for the long run. And they want to see what they have. Let's face it. I mean, they think this kid can play. He looked pretty good at practice. Well, initially he was okay, but then as the week went on, um, he started to look a lot better and more comfortable. And he did a press conference on Thursday, so um, he sounded like a starting quarterback. That doesn't mean he's going to play like a starting quarterback, but he just sounds more confident in everything that he's doing. Andy Baskin, 92.3 in Cleveland, our guest here on the Breakfast of Ben's podcast for the second time this year, looking at Browns and Steelers again after the Steelers – Stole one the last time at Akersher Stadium. Now they're going to Cleveland this Sunday. Talk to me about his relationship, if there is much of one, or what's being discussed about the prospect of Njoku having a big week. What with the Steelers' injuries at inside linebacker and safety? Well, Njoku has been just uh, – he's been tremendous this year. I mean, you know how important Firemuth is to you guys. And so – he is exactly the same thing here, but he's having he's having a great season, and I think part of it also stems from Kevin Stefanski. Kevin loves to use the tight ends. Kevin likes to go with two, maybe sometimes three tight ends on the field at, at one time, and Ninjoku has just been a beast, especially in short yardage. We saw that against the Ravens, too, so I thought that was huge, and you know, now you look at, at having a tight end, a guy that can block, especially because last week both of the starting tackles were out. So it wasn't just about catching passes for him last week. It was about helping out that offensive line. And that's what Ninjoku has meant all season long for the Browns. He has been a star, especially on a team, too, that, you know, Amari Cooper was the only wide receiver with a touchdown until last week. 
and he only had two. So the quarterbacks were having a difficult time trying to find uh, the wide receivers. And finally, Elijah Moore got a touchdown last week. Andy, when it comes to the other side of the ball, when the Steelers are on offense, they've had success lately running the football for the first time in a while. Back-to-back really good games against Green Bay and Tennessee on the ground. Warren and Harris have both looked good. They've started to run the ball well out of 11 personnel, out of the gun a little bit more often. Now, there's sort of a self-defeating prophecy to this that you know, if Pat Fryermuth comes back, he's nowhere near the blocker that Washington is, the rookie out of Georgia. The big guy is almost like a glorified tackle. I'm not sure how they're going to strike that balance this week, but in terms of stopping the run, what have you seen from Cleveland, especially with teams that tend to do it out of 11? Well, I got to tell you, the Browns have been so much better against the run this season because that front four has been outstanding. And I'll call them the front five because Obo Okoronkwo, who they brought in to be the starter before Zedarius Smith signed with the team, has been outstanding too. So that front four, front five is what I call it. Um, They've been really good against the run. They've been the heart and soul of this team. And, you know, Miles Garrett has been playing out of his mind, 11 sacks on the season. You know, he single-handedly turned things around late in that game against the Ravens last week where he had first he had a half a sack. And then he came up with a giant sack, uh, solo sack against uh, Lamar Jackson. So the defense isn't, you know, this isn't last year's Browns defense that was like Swiss cheese against the run. These guys can stop the run. The DBs have been good. But I think the thing that's helped the Browns the most, uh, most um, other than Jim Schwartz being the, the defensive coordinator, is just, you know, they're playing with such confidence right now. And they've also been healthy all season. I think that's been you know, that's been big. Guys like Denzel Ward, have, have, you know, they battle through some nagging stuff, concussion stuff for Ward in the beginning of the season. But the secondary has been relatively healthy and playing very well, too. How's the line play been, particularly the tackles, after we saw Highsmith and Watt really create damage last time? Um, it was a no-name group last week, and they did great. I mean, they did absolutely great last week. And, you know, that kind of goes back to coaching, too, that, you know, the Browns have a great offensive line coach. And, they they were able to block the running game has been able to work and I, I you know they've if you think about it, I'm just trying to think at one point um, Joel Batonio's missed a little time this week too so I, I hopefully they have the guys they need on the offensive line this week uh, but they've been banged up all season you know you lose your starting uh, right tackle right out of the gate in Jack Conklin and then you lose your right to use Jones on the one side and Wills on the other side and so now all of a sudden you're down three tackles going into last week's game, and they just did a good job last week. The offensive line has been in sync. I didn't see any holding calls from those guys, so that must mean they did a good job. Because i got to be honest, I don't really watch the offensive line, and the only time we ever notice them is when they have a holding call or they're downfield illegally. So Hudson's on the left side now, is that right? Well, let's see what happens. I want to see how they play this out because there's talk that Dewan Jones could end up going to that side. So we'll – if he's healthy, I think they'll. I think they'll. Maybe uh, I, w- I wish I could go all in on it and give you my full endorsement, but I do think Dewan Jones is a guy that could move over to the left side. Interesting, because then that would put what Hudson on the right side or somebody else coming yeah. into the right. Because <laughs> it was Hudson, yeah, probably Hudson. It was Hudson who had such a hard time with T.J. Watt last year, right? Yeah. Yes. I, so I don't know. That's why I want to see what they do with Jones. I got to see if Jones is back. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's a, that's a big, you know, one of those uh, 
<laughs> injury report things that we find out right before the game. How's Teller last you heard? Um, he was out uh, midweek. Uh, he had a big recovery <laughs> in the game against the Ravens because Deshaun fumbled on that last drive. Um, it, you know, when he's playing, he's as good as it gets. He was a little bit down last year. Uh, but he's back again. Pro Football Focus loves him. He should send them checks every week because <laughs> Pro Football Focus made him who he is. And uh, as far as financial, I'm sure his wife knows that too. So, um, you know, that's where people started to really notice him was, man, look at how he's scoring out at Pro Football Focus. And then the Browns gave him a pretty nice check after that. Amari Cooper was great against the Steelers last time. How's he been? And also, what about the Ford Hunt replacement for Chubb? So th- that Ford Hunt replacement, let's start there. At first, I was super skeptical of the whole thing. I'm like, man, Nick Chubb's out for the entire season. How are the Browns ever going to rebound for this? And they have. The last couple weeks, you know, you, you look at the stats at the end of the day, and you're like, oh, 150 yards out of the running backs. And maybe not everyone's got 100 yards. Ford had 100 yards. That's the first time the Browns have had a 100-yard uh, rusher since the Pittsburgh game when Chubb got hurt. And so – Ford's been doing a nice job. These guys fall forward, and I think that's all you could really ask. Hunt is really good at that, too. When you need two or three yards, he's going to fall forward for you. So even when you think he's down, he's not. There was a play in that Ravens game. I keep going back to it. But uh, on the last drive, uh, Ford had the ball, and he was stopped like after two or three yards. And all of a sudden, the entire offensive line and running backs hopped in this pile and literally pushed him to a 12-yard gain. And it was like the definition of teamwork. It's like when you see those uh, those um, pictures in people's offices and they teamwork and all those things, it was one of those teamwork pictures that Browns fans haven't forgot about. In fact, they want to talk about it a lot this week on the radio. So Ford and Hunt have done a really nice job, surprisingly, being able to fill the hole of Nick Chubb. And with Nick Chubb and, and his contract, you wonder how that's going to play out in the future. This city loves Nick Chubb, and the Browns better do him right because there's going to be a lot of unhappy fans if they see Nick Chubb playing on another team sometime soon. How about Cooper? Um, you know, Amari Cooper's been great, too. Uh, you know, just silent but deadly, doesn't make a lot of noise, makes a lot of catches, makes catches that sometimes you wouldn't expect other wide receivers to make. He's really been the only consistent wide receiver the Browns have had all season long. Like I said, going into last week's game, he had two touchdowns and no other wide receiver had a touchdown catch. And so there are a lot of fans around here going, well, why didn't the Browns go out and get a wide receiver? You know, there were a lot of guys out there that they could have got out, but they didn't. They just didn't go out and, and bring in another wide receiver, an ex- experienced veteran wide receiver that could have helped this team. They didn't. A lot of it's fallen on Amari Cooper. If you're a defense from another team, He's the guy you want to double. You know, you got to worry about him. You got to worry about Njoku, maybe Ford and Hunt coming out of the backfield catching a pass or two. But the Browns' offensive passing attack has not been very dynamic this year. Not at all. So I see questionable next to Ward, Thornhill, and Newsom. Who's likely to play? Who's likely to not? It seems like those guys show up on game day. So when I see the injury report, you know, towards towards the end of the week, I just kind of hold my breath. And I don't know why it seems this way, but the defensive guys who might be limited in practice during the week always seem to be there on game day. Listen, Andy, thanks for doing this a couple times this year. I always appreciate it. I'm always happy that we can catch up. And, um, yeah, I got to look forward to Ohio State and Michigan out there, too, on the college level. 
Yeah, let's see what happens in that thing because I cannot wait for that. Oh, my God. The subplots of the wait. drama is going to be off the hook for that one. I can't wait to watch that one. I uh, cannot wait either. It's going to be massive. All right, Andy, thanks. We'll do it again next year maybe, all right? You got it, bud. All right, Andy Baskin from 92. 92- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three in Cleveland.